Ah, jeez, ah, jeez, what to do? Uh, How do I do a a podcast by myself? I mean, Ben was abducted by aliens, he's been gone for two weeks, and I don't really know what to do. I could ask Quick Mickey to step in and host with me, but I've never seen Quick Mickey and Ben in the same room at the same time. Hey, what's that? Ah, there's some lights and stuff outside. Oh, hey, look, it's Ben! Ben, you're back! I... I am Ben... I have returned from the planet Zarlok. <laughs> nippy nippy, mum papi hee hee. So you've become fluent in the language, I see. And I at least know the planet's name. What's what's interstellar space travel like? I have so many questions. The ship had no windows, <laughs> so I do not know. <laughs> to serve man, was it a cookbook? I don't know how to read anymore. <laughs> Ben has been returned from space. Actually, he's uh, he's got a big slug on his head that's pulsing, and that might have something to do with the way he's speaking right now, but it's good to have him back either way. I can hear colors, Nick. <laughs> Are my methods unsound? Are my methods unsound? I hope everyone's impressed by my acting. I'm a very good actor, I'm told. Uh, my boy, have you ever thought about going into acting? Yeah, I'm going to be big in the theater. Vaudeville, that's for me. Taking the stage, hat da dit da dee <laughs> Excellent, excellent. Well, speaking of vaudeville, uh, did you watch anything this week? I watched a few things in the our long Thanksgiving break we took. Um, I watched the Adventure Time special Obsidian, which was very good because it was about Marceline and Princess Bubblegum, who are... The most interesting characters. And I watched the Kristen Stewart movie Underwater. Uh, my friend Dale and, and Sarah came over. And I was like, what's the perfect movie to watch with Dale, who is a very, very sarcastic, funny person? And I was like, the movie Underwater with Kristen Stewart. So we watched that. Uh, that was fun. It was very fun to watch. I would say if, if you want to watch a movie that is very fun to watch with people who are going to sort of, like make fun of it a little and still enjoy it that's a good movie to watch also the the prop design and the costume design in that movie was extremely good really yeah the suits looked like the like the deep sea underwater suits they had looked almost like gears of war armor and it was really awesome that's Uh, cool so that was that was worth watching like for free with with people and then i checked out the uh, lego star wars holiday special and it was very enjoyable. Oh, oh, I still need to watch that. Oh, I gotta add that. I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to add that to my to-do list because I don't want to forget. It was. It starts a little slow, but it gets going. And once it gets, once you see like, sort of the theme of what what it's doing, then it becomes very fun. And then uh, I finished watching Shit's Creek just today. I wa- I finished that up. So we had power watched that entire series. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot of series. Yeah, I mean, gotta have something to binge. Well, I have also been binging. I am almost done with season three of The Crown. I've been watching with Aaron almost every night. Oh yeah, uh, you, you're, you're motoring through that. Very much so. So we watch about an episode or two a night. And I tell you what, I have learned a lot about British history in the 20th century. Well, that's always a good side effect of it. Of a TV show. It is. Um, I absolutely love that this series. I cannot wait to get to season four with Aaron. She's not seen season four, so we're going to watch it together. I'm very excited. 
Oh, nice. I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch Queen's Gambit first because I think that's just a miniseries. And mm. literally everyone on the world has told me it was good. Uh, but yeah, I definitely got to watch The Crown. Yeah. Uh, so we actually started going as a family through season one of The Mandalorian. And my kids are obsessed. Oh, good. Excellent. Uh, especially my 11-year-old. She loves it. That's the best. That's fun. That's fun for you then, too. Yeah, she's also obsessed with like the theme song and the music, and I'm really excited that she likes sounds like like uh, scores and soundtracks. Yeah, that's right up your alley. Didn't right you guys just watch Ghostbusters too? For the, like, you showed them Ghostbusters for the first time. I did. Yeah, I forgot to put it on my list, but yeah, we sure did. We watched Ghostbusters for the first time. What an experience that is! I would just be watching them the whole time, like like watching their reactions because <laughs> that movie's so iconic. It's so iconic. It's so good. Oh, it's so great. Uh, and also, uh, I watched the first episode of Alien Worlds. Yep, me too. So we are, we are, we actually have that that trailer for that came out and it's on the list. So we're going to talk about that. We'll but, talk uh, about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's all the things that I have watched. Um, but let's talk about some new news. To the Dumb Dudes News Network. Yeah, we have a big news item here for this. This is huge, guys. So, Warner Brothers has announced that they're going to debut their entire 2021 film slate, including Dune, including Matrix 4, both on HBO Max and in theaters simultaneously. Guys, this is a big, big move. So, Warner Brothers, for the entire year of 2021, you'll be able to watch all of their movies simulcast with theatrical release because theatrical release is so limited and uh, they're going to be putting it in with HBO. So that includes, like, there's there's a new Mortal Kombat movie, there's that Tom and Jerry movie that we were very enthusiastic about last time. Uh, there's Godzilla vs. Kong, which I will be excited to watch with my Godzilla-obsessed cousins. Oh, yes. There's another Conjuring coming out. Uh, although it's coming out in June, which seems weird. It's come out in October, man. Uh, in the Heights. I know that Aaron will be excited about that. Yep, yep. We got the Space Jam sequel. We got James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. We got Dune. And then Matrix 4. And then probably some other ones that, that aren't as up my alley. But I'll be watching all of those. Yeah, I will too. This is really exciting, kind of. Um, I mean, I still want to go see things in the theater. I want to see the next James Bond in the theater. I want to see, I want to see Wonder Woman in the theater. You know, I, w- I want to see Dune in the theater. So there are things I still want to go because I still like the theater. So I still want to see those. But the rest of the stuff, I'm just gonna watch on HBO Max. Yeah, and it works for me, who doesn't have a good theater where people behave. Plus, I'm gonna buy a new TV next spring which will be before dune and i'm gonna buy a 65 inch oled tv which is the best that i i can imagine seeing something on is privately in my house on my giant tv that i'm gonna buy so i'm excited about this yeah and and, and just to be sure it's going to be a native 120 hertz tv that's right uh we we do not we do not condone nor accept the existence of 60 hertz tvs no this is the top of the line OLED, which is pretty much the best out there. Yeah. Uh, you you put another piece of news in here. Yeah, so Hawkeye has begun filming the Disney Plus Hawkeye series with Jeremy Renner. And uh, this is funny that 
there's been rumors about who's going to play Kate Bishop, who is his sort of protege, Archer Hawkeye 2. And uh, Haley Steinfeld was in the, the rumor mill for years, and she would, or well, I don't know, if years or months. But uh, she would never, she had never confirmed that she was cast. And that made it all the way to these set photos that have started surfacing. And it's just, in fact, Haley Seinfeld. So she kept that on the on the DL entirely into filming, which is pretty impressive. But I mean, it, it, this this is a this is a good shot for her. I would have been secretive too. Oh yeah, yeah. Th- well, you know, they're afraid of the Marvel snipers. <laughs> But there's also uh, Florence Pugh's Yelena Belova from Black Widow is going to be in it as well. And there's a rumor that she's also going to be in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which makes sense that they keep delaying that until after Widow comes out. And then uh, there's uh, another thing I saw that Echo from Daredevil Comics is going to be in it, who is a very cool Daredevil character. She is a uh, Native American character who has like a white handprint on her face you might have may have seen her in in different like things. an urukai yeah like an urukai but she's really cool so uh that does it for that hawkeye news so that's that's hopefully we're gonna throw that in a when we're gonna get here when we get maybe an idea of release date that would be that would be really good we do need to have another when we gonna get uh, one last piece of news we have here this actually came out today day of recording which is friday december the 4th uh, but Oscar Isaac has been cast as Solid Snake in a Metal Gear movie. Guys, alert! There is a Metal Gear movie. Yeah, that's, that's in the, the works. That's just like the second part of this news that I also was not aware of. <laughs> me neither. I will. Let me just go ahead and say, Oscar Isaac is a very handsome man. Can I just say that? Yeah, you say that because he kind of looks like you, like a more uh, Latin version of you. That so you would mm. think that. You got the same hair. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I love this actor. I love, he, he, I, you know, we've talked about this before, but there are some actors that just choose their projects very wisely. They just, they choose interesting stuff. And he, this guy, Oscar Isaac, man, he cho- he has just an awesome career, awesome agent, awesome choices. He's always in good stuff. He's, he's, he's great in everything that he does. I can't wait for him to be uh, Moon Knight. And then also he's going to be Solid Snake. This is this is crazy, man. This guy's living the dream. He's also in Drive, which is my favorite movie. And he's also Leto Atreides in Dune. And he, yeah. yeah, and he's in Annihilation, my favorite movie of 2018. He's in Annihilation. He's in Star Wars. He's in Star Wars. This guy's got it all. Yes. The only misstep was a X-Men. That's Apocalypse. not his fault. I mean... Anyone would want to play Apocalypse if an X-Men movie was happening. But, you know, the costume design was bad and the direction was bad. So, yeah. while it is bad, it's not bad because of him. No, it's that, that is true. Not bad because of him. Um, Alright, so that does it for all the news. Let's talk about here, uh, let's move along to the, um, the questions tomes. The questions tomes. Oh, there's that S again. Yes, we're bringing it back. We had two good ones. There was they were too good to pass up. I had to put them both in this week. Sometimes we need questions times. We need questions times. Okay, first question in the questions times this week. You get to reboot. Now, okay, let me let me preface this first. Uh, we've done a similar question to this, but this one's different enough that it's worth doing. Okay, so you get to reboot a bad movie or show that was based on a good story, a good property. What movie or show? Do you properly execute in a way that the story deserves? 
Yeah, so you may be thinking you guys did this, but that one was that was uh, having a high budget for a bad movie. Yeah. So my answer for this is is Hellboy, to no one's surprise, but more no specifically, surprise. the the 2019 reboot, because the the Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movies are good movies if poor adaptations. Right. Uh, but the 2019 movie was a bad movie, and and a a close adaptation while still being wrong enough that it annoyed me. Right, right. So in my Hellboy, the character of Hellboy will actually be played how Hellboy is. Ron Perlman was really good at it. Like That's how Hellboy is pretty much in the comics. Exactly how Ron Perlman played him was, was almost perfect. A mm-hmm. little a little sillier than he is in the comics. He's a little he's he's a bit more quiet in the comics. Yeah. Um but the 2019 reboot like we don't need to take characters who aren't in the BPRD like Alice Monahan and put them in the BPRD and give them Johan's powers. We don't need to do that. She's not that. We can right. take Johan and Johan never actually was in the BPRD at the same time as Hellboy. So mine's going to be done like panel for panel almost remake of the comics i don't care if people who aren't me like like don't like it it's just going to be done for me based on the good good comics and it will be done correctly with characters being who they are acting how they are and not interacting with characters that they have never met yeah um so i my my snap judgment on this was tales from the loop um, I had such high hopes for it and ended up not liking it. Um, I think there's so much there. I think if it was more like Stranger Things, you make it more like Stranger Things, it, would, it could have been great. Could have been great. Uh, but then I thought, gosh, I'm also thinking we still don't have a Fantastic Four movie that's that's really, really good. And also, Masters of the Universe was a waste of the He-Man property. So Fantastic Four and He-Man, those are, I would reboot those. I agree with all of those things. Tales from the Loop was a thing where I wanted it to be good so hard, and I was watching it, and I was like, no way, it's it's fine, it's fine, but then it wasn't. I was like, this is, I'm bored watching this. Yes, it was boring. Oh, God. It, it just, and it was like not, it, it wasn't all, I mean, it was like loosely connected. Each episode was loosely connected, and I was like, this is not what we want. This is not what we want. Yeah. It's not what we want. So, uh, but let us know what uh, uh, movie or show that you would reboot in a way that the story res- deserves, because people did a bad job with it previously. I already know Kevin's answer is going to be Timeline, the Michael Crichton book. Th- that's right, Michael Crichton. That's right. Yep. yep, yep. Okay, second question here. Taken. Okay, so I got this from the the idea from the Past Gas podcast, part of Donut Media. Um, this was a fun question. So the question is, if you were deemed the monarch or the ruler of a of a country or an area or whatever, what would your royal name be? Alright, so if I was suddenly made the monarch or the ruler of a country, my first decree would I would change the country's name to Latveria, and then whoever <laughs> was in charge would just be de facto called Doctor Doom. So whoever is in charge, man, woman, anyone, you're Doctor Doom. That's your title. And you're not you're not Doctor Doom Nick, you're Doctor Doom, you have no other name. So Doctor Doom is always in control of Latveria, and I'm gonna enforce my nerd propaganda on the world and they will have to accept that latveria is is in the un and dr doom also you will have to wear the costume of course yeah 
Of course, yeah. Uh, you always wearing that green velvety cloak and everything. Yep, and you're gonna sit back in like a throne and have like high arms on the throne with your mask on and your like. You can swirl a cocktail if you want to, like brandy. <laughs> I feel like Doctor <laughs> Doom would drink brandy. He probably would drink a brandy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, who's got a bigger throne, Doctor Doom or Black Bolt? Well, Black Bolt's on the moon, so I figure like if you're on the moon, you probably have. Uh, Less gravity, so the rocks aren't as heavy, so you can move heavier rocks, so maybe he has a bigger throne. Okay. Uh, that's that's, that's lo- logical, I suppose. It checks out. It checks out. Uh, so mine, mine's a little bit longer. Uh, I like a title, you know. So my title would be His Majesty the Southeast Sultan Duke of Alabama, Benjamin Imperator Rex. I like that. That's a mouthful. It is a mouthful, and when you address me, you must say it all, and say it all correctly. Otherwise, it's disrespectful. So, I am just uh, a regional ruler, I suppose. Maybe not of a whole country. Yeah, it seems like in, in your situation here, Alabama has split off into its own little country within a country. And you're the regent. I'm the re- the vice regent. Not the vice regent. The regent. <laughs> ah, yes. The regent Sultan Duke. I think there's a uh, Dire Straits song about this. <laughs> uh, probably so. Uh, so let us know what your monarch name would be, uh, what your royal title would be, and uh, do send it in, but we won't tell you how to get in touch with us at this moment. You'll have to wait for a bit later in the podcast to receive that information. Otherwise, it's Spoilers. Spoilers. All right, folks, let's move along to uh, the part you're probably waiting for, the new-new. New-new? New-new-new-new. New-new! New-new. Trailers, folks, guess how many we have? Uh, I'm going to go out on a wild limb here and say Are you going to go on a, on a wicked limb, on a wickedly strong limb? I'm going to go out on a goose, a goose chase here, a wild goose chase, and I'm going to goose a guess that we have the wickedly talented Adele... Dazine. An Adele a Dazine number of trailers, folks, and we're going to start it out here with Alien Worlds Season 1 on Netflix. This trailer came out like a day before the series, so the series <laughs> is actually on Netflix. Um, yeah, you, you can go watch it right now. You can, yeah, you can, well, you should finish listening to this first and then you can watch it. Yeah, it was suggested to me when I logged into Netflix today, and so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll watch it. They were like, um, hey, Watch this alien show. Yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty fun. The the, uh, the special effect, or the CGI, I should say, is is really good. The nature photography is really good. And uh, they just sort of say, it's like they apply different physics, different uh, gravities and uh, uh, air densities and things like that, and what could exist in a planet like that. And so it's kind of fun. A little thought experiment, if you, w- if you will. Yeah, it was fun, but there's a part where they show you something about nature documentaries with these beetles that I found to be deeply, deeply... Dis- like, I was so betrayed by that knowledge that they sent me. Yeah, it was definitely a staged thing that's, you know, filmed in a little... Uh, in Well, what was it? A, uh, like a greenhouse or something? A shed? Yeah, it was like someone's shed, and then they had built this little uh, terrarium. Yeah, and then the guy's like, "Yeah, most of the time when you're watching these nature shows, they recreate these environments like this." And I was like, "They what now?" <laughs> Nick was offended. <laughs> I I expected more honesty from my nature documentarians. 
Well, you can forget about it, Nick. You can forget about it. It was staged. Yeah, at least I know. At least I know in Planet Earth that that guy had to bury himself and watch that for that dumb bird for months and months. <laughs> and the guy trying to get that uh, was it the Siberian tiger or something or some Siber- the snow leopard. Snow leopard. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So the next up we have Mr. Mayor. Yeah. So this is a new show starring Ted Danson, and it's from Tina Fey and Robert Carlyle, who were the head writers of a little show that Ben and I like to quote all the time called 30 rock indeed so uh, so you know we're in i mean they, we're coming in you, listen you come in for tina fey and robert carlisle and ted Danson, but you stay for the woman eating the rotisserie chicken on the bus <laughs> which is about the most tina fey and robert carlisle thing ever <laughs> yeah my favorite thing about them is how every single shot of every episode of every show they've ever made is a joke so like in the background i'm unbreakable kimmy schmidt there's an episode where uh, Carol Kane is watching Jeopardy in the background, and, and the Jeopardy category just on the TV says Madonna songs that sucked, and Trebek goes, "This one from 1984 really sucks." <laughs> 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 oh, I love that stuff. It's so great. Uh, so I think like Tina and Robert just like as they're going about their day in whatever city they live in, they'll see something really weird. And they'll just be like, and they'll just like jot it down in a journal. They're like, we're putting that in the show. Oh, for sure. A little fun, fun fact about this show too is it was originally developed to be about Jack Donaghy. It was going to be a spinoff of Thirty Rock where he ran for mayor, and uh, Alec Baldwin didn't really want to go back and play the same character for twenty years like Fraser. Yeah. So instead, they went to Ted Danson, who I love the most of of anyone in the world, and they're making it with him. Brilliant. I, I think it should be pretty good. Uh, I'll definitely watch this. Yep, me too. Yep. I'm all in for, for Mr. Mayor. We're in for Mr. Mayor. Uh, the third trailer we have here is Little Fish. Yeah, so this movie is our definite lock-in for Angela's Ashes at the Beach of the Week. Yep, Triple A-T-B. Triple A-T-B. This, this, movie had, this trailer had everything. It had Inception Bwomps. It had diseases. It had people dying. It had sad music. It had another set of Inception bumps. I don't want this. I don't want this in 2020. Why? Why did that? Why did they give this to us in 2020? I don't know. But they need to. I don't know. They need to back off on the disease movies. They really do. I. And, and, and this one actually hits on a, on several fronts in that it's like this pandemic thing. I don't know, people, everybody's getting sick and then the government is having to step in. So it's like it's hitting a little too close to home 2020 and it's sad Angela's ashes at the beach. It's just like, this is, why would you give this to us? Yeah, this is not a Trailer Blazers approved trailer. No. It's not approved. But we... Okay, so I want to break this down just really quickly, Nick. We keep getting movie trailers like this. They keep making movies and releasing it while this pandemic is going on. So there has to be something here that it must be cathartic for some people to see these people in these, like, very dire straits or whatever, like, like world situations, and it makes them feel better about the world that they're living in. Is that it? Is that how this works? It must be. It must be. I can watch movies that are downer movies, but only when the world is slightly less of a downer place to be in. So I can't, in 2020, when everything's already 
the worst. Watch things that are the worst. No, no, forget about it. So you can just forget about this little fish. You can go swim in the ocean, and I'm not getting in the water. Yeah, I like big fish, not little fish. Yeah, I'll swim in the pool with the big fishes. <laughs> at the at the Georgia Aquarium. There's big fish there. There are big fish there. The biggest fish in the world is there. Uh, all right, so then next up we have Stars Fell on Alabama. I hold you personally responsible as the representative Alabaman on this show for the contents of this trailer and the fact that I had to see them. This is embarrassing, guys. I'm going to say there was one part of the trailer I got joy from when I saw the Birmingham International Airport, okay, the the Birmingham Shuttlesworth uh, Airport, and uh, that's it. Uh, The rest of this is basically a low-budget romance with unfortunate The Bachelorette vibes. Even the video that they took looks like The Bachelorette. The male lead in this movie looks like a failed Snoke clone of Tom Cruise. Like he was in a vat where they were growing other Tom Cruises, but the glass broke too early or something. Or they spilled a little McConaughey in there. Maybe a little Matthew Fox. And uh, this guy came out. They, it's like when they l- released all the Tom Cruises out of the, the tanks and they're walking single file and they're just passing you. And then, and then like... A couple seconds go by, and then this guy walks by, and he goes, I've been sick. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's a good callback. (laughs) Yeah, so so this looks absolutely terrible. Um, If you want to watch a movie where a guy wears a Roll Tide, Alabama Roll Tide shirt, I mean, like, you'll, I mean, maybe you'll get kicks out of that, but this looks awful. Yeah, this is not good. So thanks a lot, Ben, for making this movie happen. You're welcome. Guys, We have the next trailer we have here is called Our Friend. And this is the guy from How I Met Your Mother. Jason Siegel. That's it. That's the guy. I uh, missed him. I haven't seen him in a while. And is it Casey, As- Casey Affleck? Is that the other guy? Casey Affleck, Jason Siegel, and Dakota Johnson. Okay. I, was this a, a feel-good movie, or was this also triple ATB? I think this was a feel-good movie that had sad things in it, like the movie Fifty Fifty, kind of with Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Seth Rogen. Mm. That was a feel-good movie, but also had sad things. This seems like that. Okay. So this one, to me, I th- I th- I like Jason Siegel, so I could maybe watch this for free. Um, maybe in twenty twenty one when it, maybe things will be less terrible. Mm. Uh, so I could probably watch this in that situation. Also, I saw a GIF of Jason Siegel earlier today, and I didn't have my glasses on, and I was scrolling through GIFs, and I thought it was me. <laughs> and I, for like a second, I was like, what? And I put my glasses on, and I was like, oh, that's Jason Siegel. So I guess maybe I have some sort of similarity to him in a way that I recognize myself in him. Interesting. Well, I will, I will never see this. Uh, well, who knows if it'll come out, but uh, there it is. That's the thing, is I don't think it'll ever come out. Nah, it'll never come out. Uh, Next up, we have Red Dot. This is the shortest... This is very much a teaser trailer here. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, this is like a a minute long. It's two people who I I think were maybe... Was it French or Swedish or something? They're Swedish. Yeah, it was Swedish. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're Swedish, and, and someone has like a Predator Red Dot gun sight. And the red dot is, like, following them around, and they're camping or something. And then they're being hunted by the red dot. It was... I just literally was, like, I rolled my eyes, and I was like, another 
human hunting movie. Yeah. I didn't I my thought was like, oh, Nick probably won't like this because this is two totally innocent people being hunted by uh, an evil person. There's no fun in that. Yeah, also I was more worried cuz they had a dog at the beginning. And I was like, if this dog gets shot, I'll automatically dislike it. Oh, I think the dog got shot. They showed a, a scene where the dog wasn't even there, and they're, like, trying to get yeah, away. Yeah, that's why I was like, I already hate this movie. Oh, the, dog's, uh, the dog is first to die, dude. Yeah, so they start off probably by murdering a dog, which is gross. And then they're just hunting these people who are... Ran- I hate this stuff. Red Dot, no. Bad Sweden. Bad, <laughs> bad Sweden. You can do better stuff, Sweden. We, we believe in you. Uh, make better stuff. Uh, next up, we have the Mauritanian. Yeah, so this is a uh, a movie about one of the guys who maybe planned nine eleven or something, and he was being held in Guantanamo. And it's about like the lawyers that have to work with this guy and and the military stuff around it. And so it's like a military law movie. Yes, yeah, starring Jodie Foster and Benedict Cumberpatch. Who and Shailene Woodley? Yeah, Shailene Woodley and Benedict does a Southern accent in this. It's not bad. It's not bad. No, it was good. I wanted. To, I want to see. I, when I heard it, I was like, "This is a really good one." But I better check with the resident Southerner to see if I'm, I'm right because sometimes I can't tell. Because to me, all Southern people sound different. Like no one sounds the same. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So this movie actually looked really good. But the uh, the ending, what did they do at the end? So at the end, it literally has, it shows the trailer like a modern trailer. Everything about it was like a modern trailer. Yeah. And then at the end, it shows the title card. And the movie voice guy goes, the Mauritanian. And I was, I was blown away. I was, I was blown like, away. It's the, it's the voice. The guy's saying the name of the movie at the end. I, I couldn't believe it, dude. I was like, this is a throwback to like the 1970s and 80s. Yeah, it was like, you know, the last time you heard that was like, The Last Boy Scout, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Yeah, it was it was wild, dude. Um, so, I don't know, is this, I'm guessing this is streaming on something, or? Um, I, I don't know if it had a release date. See, to, to me, release dates are so meaningless now. They really are. I don't even look at them. I mean, like, Alien Worlds came came out today, or whatever. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, it came out, like, a day after the trailer. Yeah, so, like, who uh, who even can keep track of this stuff? I mean, we're, heck, we're the we're the dumb dudes, and we have, a, we have a podcast based on trailers, and we don't know when stuff's coming out. Yeah, it's also because we don't write it down at the end of the trailer. Well, we definitely don't. Uh, we you just... know, if, if, if you want us to do that kind of stuff, we gotta have ads or be on a network. Cause I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write down release dates unless I'm on Maximum Fun or something, you know. No, no. Unless I'm getting paid to do this, that's that's when we're gonna put in that kind of work. Yeah, you get what you get. You get. <laughs> that's exactly right. Okay, so next movie we have here is The Boss Baby Family Business. Yeah, so this is a sequel to the uh, apparently successful movie Boss Baby. <laughs> <laughs> um. Not even, I gotta say, not even the voice talents of Alec Baldwin and Amy Sedaris shielded me from the effects of this one. This movie had so many moving parts, I as an adult could not keep up with the plot of this. Could you? Yeah. No, because it was, apparently it was like years after the Boss Baby, where the Boss Baby, the titular Boss Baby was grown up. And he and his brother were adults, and the one brother had his own Boss Baby who was voiced by Amy Sedaris. And then she and then, she then 
shot them with a, a some kind of goo that turned them back into the boss baby and brother of the, of the previous film for, for forty eight so, hours. Yeah, for only for for forty eight hours, they got three boss babies or two boss babies. Is the brother not? I don't know. I don't the know. There's is. so many rules. There's so much stuff happening. They're changing the plot every five seconds in the trailer. How are you supposed to follow this? I couldn't follow it. I got lost. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, you know, these these animated movies that come out that are, I think maybe this is DreamWorks or one of those studios that aren't Pixar. It really shows. <laughs> it really does. It really does. This does not look good. And also, it like at the end. Uh, it has one of the kids going, one of the boss babies going, "What the fudge?" And I just thought, "Oh, great! All the all the kids are going to be saying, what the fudge' now?" And like, this is wrong. That just made me think of a Christmas story. <laughs> oh, fudge! And then and he's like, "Only I didn't say fudge. It was the big one, the bomb." <laughs> and then he's got his mouth washed out with soap. That's exactly right. That's what ha- should have happened to this. Boss baby, yeah, Alec Baldwin. Uh, ain't no baby gonna be boss of me. All right, next up uh, we have a trailer for Lupin. Yeah, so this is not about the Harry Potter werewolf, and it is not about the John Cleese Dennis Moore character from Monty Python's Flying Circus who stole Lupins from the rich. This is a French movie starring, or a French series starring Omar Sy, who. I watched a movie with him earlier this year or last year called The Intouchables. Uh, that was a really good movie. It was in French. And uh, this is like an action series, though. Like he's like a, It's based on a, a series of novels about a French detective. Listen, I'm into the French stuff, but I'll tell you what was super-duper annoying about this trailer. It wasn't in French. No, it was in English. It was dubbed. 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 I wonder if Omar Sy dubbed his own voice because he speaks English as well. He played Bishop in Days of Future Past. Oh, okay. So okay. I've heard him speak English, and I was like, I wonder if he did his own voice and if if that's worth it for an actor to do. I don't know, uh, but I found it highly annoying that I couldn't switch it to French, and I went to go watch the trailer in French for like the French Netflix, and there wasn't English subtitles, and I was like, well, this. Forget about it then. Good grief. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it looked like a good action series. Yeah, yeah. Almost kind of like a heisty, action-y French film. Yeah, and Omar Sy is cool. He's yeah. a good actor. Yeah. Uh, next up we have A Christmas Surprise. Yeah, so this is your your standard uh, seasonal Christmas movie that will air on TV. I think this was on BET maybe yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a, it's a BET movie, yeah. Yeah. And uh, these aren't really my bag, you know, Christmas romance movies. But for not being my bag, there's a line in this movie, in this movie trailer, where the daughter brings home... The plot of the movie is is the daughter brings home her boyfriend, who then the family finds out is her fiancé, and they've, they've only just met, and they want to get married right away. And the mom, the daughter is the mom of the daughter. Because, so you want to you wanna marry this boy that you just met? And she's like, well, yeah. And the mom goes, not today, Satan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's another uh, line in there about, uh, about <laughs> she draws a mustache on like one of those uh, painting classes. And she goes, it'll match your beard or something like that. And, and that got me. 
Uh, I will say for a like a made-for-TV Christmas movie, this looks better than like the Hallmark Channel movies. Yeah, it looked a lot funnier. It looked a lot sharper. Yeah, uh, but it's definitely not my bag either. I won't watch this. I won't seek it seek it out. But if it was on in the t- if it was, if it was on in a room that I was in, I would like look at it sometimes and chuckle when they made jokes. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah, that's about the the attention you can give this one. Yep. Uh, then we have a movie called The Dig. Yeah, I was actually super into this trailer. I really am super into like paleontology and archaeology and stuff. Yes. Uh, which I know that you are as well. And this is about a dig in England during, I think, World War One or Two. Uh, I think it was probably two because there was planes. And uh, yeah, they were not biplanes. It looked like World War Two. Yeah. So. Ray Fiennes and Carrie Mulligan are digging out what looked like a Viking longboat or something. Yeah, yeah. And so it looks like it's going to be about sort of like the dig, uh, the titular dig. So it's going to be about the the historical aspect, and it's going to be about the like the culture of, of paleontology and, and archaeology like this, which I'm interested in. Uh, it's sort of like what I wanted Ammonite to be when That's we watched exactly that trailer. That's exactly what I was gonna say. You beat <laughs> me to it. I was gonna say the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. It was like, and I thought this. I was like, this is what I wanted from Ammonite. Like this is what like a, a an early 1900s movie about early uh, paleontology or archaeology. Yeah. All we're asking for in a movie like this is transport us to that time period. Uh-huh. And then focus on what we like, which is the paleontology, the archaeology. Also, it helps to have Carrie Mulligan, who is Irene from Drive. So I'm deeply in love with her from from Drive. And Ray Fiennes is just one of the best actors ever. He he's so I'll, good. He's he's good in the trailer. He's great. And and there's a really interesting thing about this. When I was watching it, I was watching them dig up stuff and talk about like the Viking stuff, and and I was like, this reminds me of the Detectorists, which is one of my favorite TV shows. Because uh, that was about metal detectorists in England, and and they would find like, they found they would find like Roman coins and stuff like that, and it has sort of a vibe like this did too, but then there was a guy in the trailer, and and Jess was like, who is that? And she looked him up, and it was Johnny Flynn, and Johnny Flynn literally record he's a musician, and he literally recorded the theme song of the detectorists, and he's in this movie. No way. Yeah, so that was just a weird little connection I had to I had to talk about. Oh, interesting. Uh, that that beats what I was going to talk about, which is a line from a character in the trailer where she says, "That means something, innit?" it? That means something, innit? it? Yeah, yeah. That's the greatest the greatest British Britishism of all is in it. <laughs> that means something, innit? it? <laughs> I'm going to watch this. It's coming out on Netflix. Yeah, I'm going to watch this too. I. I mean, not only is it archaeology, but it's like Viking archaeology, which, you know, I'm into. I'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm into it. Plus, I like the uh, the setting of the the early 1900s and Ray Fiennes and Carrie Mulligan. Oh, the whole thing. And the whole package. Yeah, the whole package is, is, is right down our alley. So, uh, okay, the uh, Adele DeZinth trailer that we have here has one by, it's got Liam Neeson in it, and it's called <laughs> The Marksman. This trailer stars Liam Neeson. As a, a Texan or something. So he is American, and he is doing his American voice, which is this. <laughs> and there's a there's a moment in this trailer where a suburban gets yanked by an invisible chain and crashes. Yes, because 
perhaps someone shot a rocket-propelled grenade at this uh, suburban, which caused it to go careening off, but it really looks like a stunt. It does <laughs> look like a stunt. You know, there's th- sometimes you see this in a trailer, they'll show a car stunt like this that hasn't had the post-production work done on it. And so when you see the movie, like an explosion will happen or, or it will hit something and then it'll start flipping. But in this trailer, it literally, it literally looks like an invisible chain just went and then it starts flipping around on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. This movie also has this, it's about, so the plot basically is there's a mother and son trying to cross the border from Mexico and the cartel is chasing them for some reason. And uh, Liam Neeson saves the kid, but he he can't save the mom, which isn't a spoiler because they show it in the trailer, which I don't think they should have. And uh, so he's protecting the kid from the cartel. But to me, it, it sort of had that feeling of a movie that's trying to make white people feel better about immigration, you know? Yep. It's like, well... Liam Neeson's a good guy, and he's trying to help the the people crossing the border. So, you know, a eh. little disingenuous, maybe. Maybe so. Now, let's talk about the meat of this, which is this also stars Catherine Winnick, who uh, the Trailer Blazers are big fans of. Yeah, Catherine Winnick is uh, Legatha from Vikings. You may know her best as, because that is her best role. She is... So pretty that it hurts physically to look at her. She is stunningly beautiful, and she I think she's an A-list actor, okay? But here's what I want to talk about. She's an A-list actor who has been relegated to B-list content after Vikings. Yeah, I don't understand. So she's in Vikings. She's in a couple movies. She pops up every now and then. She's, she's in Love and Other Drugs for like a second. Uh, she was in the really terrible Dark Tower movie, which is the worst adaptation of all time. She's in uh, a couple TV shows. Like, she was on Bones for a while and stuff like that where it's like, like, do you, it's Catherine Winnick. Like, let's yeah. make her more famous. Yeah, she's in that, like, Wushu show on on Netflix. Remember that or whatever that was? Yeah, Wushu Assassins. That's it, Wushu Assassins. Yeah, like, and it was just terrible. And it was just, like, God, who is her agent? Right, that's the thing here. She's got a new show called Big Sky that's on ABC, but that's broadcast TV, so I I just have to imagine it's probably pretty cheesy and repetitive. I want to go on the record here, and I think that I still think she could have been Captain Marvel. Yeah, she definitely has the look. I understand why they they want to get like 15 years out of people, and I don't know if uh, in Hollywood. You know, they, they got that thing in your hand where they treat you like garbage if you're over 30 years old. So I think she was the victim of that. But, like, Catherine Winnick, when she's, like, 70, will will be better looking than I ever was in my entire life. So who who am I to judge? Uh, you can't. Yeah. It doesn't, uh, it's just such a Hollywood thing. I don't know. But she rules. She should be more famous. She should, She really should. She's great. Uh, all right, so that does it for the new new trailers, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah, so we got some fun question time responses from our question last week. We did it. I'll remind you of the question last week, which was a toy company makes an action figure of you. What two accessories does it come with? Right, Sheila says, an enormous iced coffee, like one-third to one-half the size of my body, and a KitchenAid stand mixer. A sold separately pack would include 50, then in parentheses, six, children. <laughs> <laughs> so many children. 
Uh, do you? Now this is a great uh, answer. I love uh, iced coffee. I love coffee in many forms. Do you? Um, do you have a drink? Do you ever go to Starbucks? I I don't go to Starbucks as much as I used to because I I like the coffee I make in my house better. Yeah, me too. Same same here. I do pour over. So, um, tell me when you go, what's your go to drink at Starbucks? If I'm going to Starbucks, it's usually because I want like a some sort of dessert coffee that I can't make really at my house. So I'll get some sort of like we Jess and I like the s'more frappuccinos. So when they have the s'more frappuccinos, which they only have in summer, sometimes we'll go there for those. I used to get uh, I used to get white chocolate mochas back in the day, but that's too sugary for me now. Yeah, yeah. I do venti cold brew, no ice. Yeah, that's the way to do it because they 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 trick you with that ice. Yeah, they they fill it up to the brim. Just get them to fill it up to that brim, baby. Yeah, I make my own cold brew though, so I, I, we have I, the same cold brew machine. We do the toddy, the toddy. Uh, all right, so uh, Robo said my action figure would be a Lego figure with a flannel shirt and blue jeans, and it would come with a guitar and costume building tool, which I'm guessing the is little, little Lego Dremel. Uh, dr- yeah, Dremel would be perfect. Yep, Lego Dremel. I think you could make that one, Robo. I think you could put that together. You probably could. Are you could you can even paint like like you're painting a miniature. <laughs> uh, ben Mayo says my action figure would come with my classic oversized backpack of electronics and an old but basically unused copy of the classic board game Risk. I inquired about, I wanted to know more about this. Apparently, he always wants to play Risk, and no one else in the household will play it with him. <laughs> I have been I have lived that life before. I know all about that. Uh, Bridget said I'd come with a book, probably Pride and Prejudice, and my hammock. Yes, that is a good one. I've I've always wanted a hammock so I could relax in the backyard like Homer Simpson, but I've never had one. Is that an action figure though? An action hammock? Uh, I guess if it's an action hammock, yeah. It could have swinging back and forth to side to side action. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, you you got me there. Touche. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie says, I would have a 6-inch action figure, so Charlie's going 12th scale, that would come with Griff Tannen's Pitbull hoverboard and one piece of a Build-A-Figure, the torso section of Arcade Bot from Kung Fury. This will also double as a scale arcade cabinet accessory for my figure. Of course, Charlie's got a Build-A-Figure, so Charlie's like a Marvel Legends Build-A-Figure line. Uh, so he's got... I asked him on Instagram who who the rest of the Build-A-Figure pieces were and so he he mentioned like who would be who and and come with what piece you know so when you buy all of the line you can put together and make the the kung fury arcade bot so that's fun that's a good answer very nice very nice mike said a nintendo switch and a small drum machine like a corgo a korg official volca beat or a pocket operator from teenage engineering hey man I'm about to go uh, do some drumming on this drum machine. You want to come with? It's a Korg. Korg oh, drum Korg, machine. that's it. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah. <laughs> 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 warp, warp, warp. Uh. Kevin, says, Kevin says, an espresso machine and a baking sheet of cookies is probably the most distilled I can get to essentials. Crippling depression not included. Oh, Kevin, what? Why? Why? You, you got a lot going for you, man. Don't be depressed. I should maybe go check on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kevin, 
I want to th- a show, throw out an extra shout out to Kevin, who actually mocked up Hot Toys uh, spreadsheet, or not spreadsheet, splash pages for Ben and my action figures from the last episode that we discussed. I put them on the Instagram feed. Whenever Hot Toys puts up a new figure, they always show different pictures with the accessories, and then they put a splash page at the end that shows like the different head sculpts and all the accessories that come with them. So he mocked up these splash pages uh, based on, on the sort of cartoons that he drew of us for the logo, and it's one of the coolest things of all time. It was so accurate that I actually went on Sideshow and tried to pre-order it, but I couldn't. It wasn't there. Uh, well, uh, folks, write into us uh, and, and answer this week's uh, The Questions Times, and, and maybe you'll have your answer read on the trailer mailers. Hint, hint, we read them all, so it, it, will, be writ- it will be read on the show. It helps that there's only like seven or eight of you usually in a week. Our biggest fans! It's true. I think Bridget uh, Bridget holds the record for most questions times answered. I think she's answered every single one since the first one. Impressive. So she's the questions times winner as it goes so far. So special award to Bridget for answering pretty much all of them. If you want to answer all the questions times, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at trailerblazerspodcast, which is where we post fun little... Uh, images and pictures of Liv Tyler when we aren't putting up new episodes. Like, if you want to know, if if you log in on Monday to your podcatcher and you're like, hey, where are the dumb dudes at? And you're thinking, maybe they didn't post one this week. I'd say check Instagram. That's likely where I've posted a picture of Liv Tyler explaining why we aren't there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers if you want updates for new episodes. I have been on Twitter a little more on my personal Twitter recently because it's a little more fun for some reason now than it was for the last four years and uh if you want you can rate and review us on apple podcasts and you can leave a a five-star rating and review and then what happens well i'll tell you what happens the quick mickey's gonna come in here and tell you what happens so what's gonna happen is we're gonna start our own toy company. If you go on there and you live a five star riding, you're gonna be part of this. You're gonna start a toy company, and it's gonna be called Triple A TB Toys. Okay. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna make personalized toys of yourself. So you're gonna have to send in a design. You say, "Well, quick, Mickey, I'm not a good artist." Well. You're just going to have to live with it, folks. You're just going to have to do the best you can. It may look like a stick figure, but that's what it is, okay? So we're just going off your own ability, sir. So, Triple HGB Toys, uh, buy stock now. We're going public. Got a uh, IPO, and we're going to do it right, folks, okay? We're going all the way to the top. But it starts with a five-star running, and that's the tip. Quick, Mickey, what do you say to the rumors that you and Ben have never been in the same room at the same time? Uh, who's Ben? I never met the feller. I, I heard of him a little bit, but I don't know the feller. Never met hmm. him. I'm well, sure he's good looking and nice. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he's real smart, you know. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Uh, for the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I say not today, Satan. Happy Trailsers. Uh, and I'm Ben Moon, an old but basically unused copy of Risk. Happy Trailsers.
welcome back to the vid yo games yo games one quarter portion of the show folks we have just a little bit of video game news and a little bit of video game trailers for you today hey ben what you playing been playing a lot of stuff man i've been playing a lot of assassin's creed valhalla i've got about 20 hours under my belt in that game so i understand the loop uh, i know what i'm doing the combat is indeed better. I'm better at the combat. I'm still trying to figure out what I like, but I, you know what I think I actually like the most is the spears. I think I like fighting with a spear. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so um, so it depends on what I like the most that I will make for Dragon Con. I still want to make a shield, so I, I probably will make a shield no matter what. And then I just get to figure out if I want to make a spear or an axe, or maybe both. I don't know. We'll see how much time I have. Uh, and then I beat all three episodes of Vader Immortal on the Quest, uh, the uh, Oculus Quest 2 VR. Um, I'm still going through the dojo, though. That, I mean, there's so many levels on the dojos. Uh, so I'm doing that. Uh, I, I bought, uh, it was on sale, um, I bought Thrill of the Fight, which is a VR game. It's a boxing game. And it's a workout. Let me tell you, it's a workout. Uh, so it's really fun. Really like that. It's pretty tough. Uh, started playing a little bit of Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, 2020 again. Played a little bit of that, and uh, that is about it. I uh, logged in on Black Friday on the PlayStation Store and saw that uh, Resident Evil 7 was on sale for $10. Oh. So I bought that one. Nice. I started it, and it's first person, and Resident Evil is usually third person. Yeah. So I don't I don't like that as much because I don't like first person. And also, it's really scary. <laughs> I've I played like 25, 35 minutes of it so far, and I keep getting scared of things. So stuff will happen, and there's jump scares, and it freaks me out every time. And there was a part, one part where I opened a door, and there was a thing coming up the stairs from the dark, and I literally dropped the controller. It scared me. <laughs> like, I was like, ah! So... I'm gonna. It's gonna be a while before I get through this one. That's funny. There's a VR mode. Who would do this? No one. Don't don't do, don't do the Resident Evil Seven in the VR, because you open up the stairs and there's a ghost monster coming up the stairs in the VR. That's in your eyeballs, and then that's just what you see. Don't do that. You're in the room with it. You're in the room yeah, with you, it. Mm mm. No. No. No, puppy dog. No. You pee pee on the newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about some industry news. We actually have a little bit here. There's rumblings um, that the Xbox X Cloud app, which uh, will work like the, it will basically work like Stadia uh, on multiple devices like Chromecast, Roku, smart TVs, things like that. And you won't have to own Microsoft hardware for this. It'll be sort of a direct competitor to Stadia and Amazon Luna. So, but I think it'll be more like the all-you-can-eat buffet. It'll have like a bunch of games you can just play as much as you want, uh, mm -hmm. and this could be pretty cool. I actually have an Xbox One controller, like a, a wired controller, so I I could just subscribe to the service and just play it, which is kind of nice. They should call it the Xbox Series X X Cloud. Uh, and that, you know, the, actually, the other uh, Microsoft or the other news that we have is Microsoft related, related as well. December twenty-third, folks. Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 is getting free VR upgrade, VR compatible, and it will be compatible with the Oculus Quest 2. So your boy's going to be playing that. Can't wait. That's extremely cool. I uh, I will have to find a way to, 
to play that in VR, I think, when that comes out. Going to be sweet. Going to be real sweet. So, your boy's excited. Uh, all right, so let's talk about some of these new, new trailers. There's really not a lot here. Nothing to be excited about, but we're going to talk about it anyway, because that's what we do. It is what we do, generally. We talk about trailers, and these are definitely those. <laughs> Uh, Dauntless Reforged. This is a launch trailer. Uh, this is, um... It looks like Breath of the Wild. Everything looks like Breath of the Wild now. I think they, I think a lot of people like that formula, want to recreate that formula. So, yeah. I mean, it is a good formula. Like, Breath of the Wild is gorgeous. I... I I need more direction personally when I play something, so it's not my jam so much. But and that Phoenix game that just come out, that also has that similar aesthetic. But I I keep hearing that that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I've heard it's good as well. Our friend Adam uh, Adam Ellis, formerly of Rooster Teeth, he's been he's been using his YouTube channel a lot more lately. So he's posting game reviews and stuff and he just posted a game review. His YouTube channel is Gilby Ranger. If anyone wants to check it out for this Phoenix game. And it definitely looked a lot like breath of the wild. And it looked like it played a lot like breath of the wild. And according to him in the review, he said that it's very aware that it looks like breath of the wild. And I think it's some somewhat self-referential from time to time. So I know Jess wants to play that, but she's been playing breath of the wild constantly for the past month so yeah it was more of a her type of game than mine but she didn't seem really interested in dauntless yeah this the there's one part of this game or in this trailer where they use they hang from a hang glider like they just hold on to it it's like this little tiny hang glider just like breath of the wild so it's like it's Mm -hmm. very copycatish. yeah which must mean that breath of the wild did something right must be uh, we actually have an Alterna video game trailer here uh, for, and it's not a good trailer, I'll tell you that, but it's for Super Nintendo World, which is part of Universal Studio Japan. Yeah, we watched this before and just wanted to go there, so. I want to go there as well, but lo- this looked computer animated. I don't think this was it real. It did, it looked like, I, I, I was trying to figure out while watching it if this is actual footage of the, it can't look, because if it looks like this, then it is the best place in the world because it looks like Mario. Yeah, I don't think it was real. I think it was all computer animated. Yeah, so maybe they were putting it together, but I, I'll be interested because some of it I was like, this could be real and it just looks like this. But some of it definitely wasn't. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. But what I don't understand is if this is not real, this is supposed to open up in February. How, why do they not have something to show? That's also weird, yeah. Yeah, very strange. So I eventually want to make the pilgrimage to go to this, uh, don't you? Yeah, I want to. I want to go to Japan for a lot of reasons. Yeah, uh, that seems like one of the coolest places to go. For sure. Uh, then we have the Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 USA update. This update's actually out. Uh, so they did a bunch of improvements to the U.S. Uh, monuments and locales and things like that. Uh, so it's just that standard Microsoft Flight Simulator trailer where they add stuff. Um, very beautiful. Nice music. I'm sure that they spent a lot of time updating my town to make the water tower not just be like a flat spot on the map. They had to 3D engineer that water tower. Now, one of the parts of this update is elevation um, correction. So that actually could be something that they fix. 
You'll have to fly back over. I will. I will have to do that. The okay. So this fourth trailer that I want to talk about here is actually something I'm actually sort of interested in. Uh, and under normal circumstances, I would not even put this on the list. But there's a game coming out called Neo: The World Ends with You. It's coming out for Switch and I think PS4. But this is like a sequel, I think, or in the same world as the old Nintendo DS game called The World's End with The World Ends with You. Did you ever play that? No, I never even heard of it. It's a Square Enix game, very unique gameplay. It's an RPG, uh, very unique gameplay where you have like these pins, and there, there's like tons and tons of these pins, and you can like uh, use like four or five at a time or something like that. And they give you different abilities, and so you can just switch them out and, and always have these different. So it kept the gameplay really fresh. It came, it kept the uh, the battles and whatnot really fresh and really fun. And I, I really enjoyed the game. It was a very weird storyline, not super engaging, but the the gameplay was was fun. And so I I, I don't know. I kind of watched this and I was like, I'm getting vibes from that old game, and I wouldn't mind playing this. Yeah, this wasn't really my bag I, I but i never had heard of that previous one so that that does make it sound a little more interesting yeah if you had like a previous tie to it yeah i mean I, if i was like in your position i wouldn't even have noticed this i wouldn't have cared about it so yeah that's sort of that's sort of where i was at. i was like oh okay yeah yeah i don't know that this will sell all that well i mean it's really only going to sell to people that remember that first game i bet also it had the most anime voices of any anime thing i've ever heard in my life it was almost like a caricature wasn't it yeah there's there's this a female character that makes this like a she screams and it's like the most anime scream i've ever heard i'll put the clip in there too much for me i was just i was like oh boy they really went all out they really did uh, all right, well, that, uh, that does it for the video games uh, portion. You got anything else? I got nothing, other than I still don't have a PS5. Still? Yeah. Oh, there's a lot. I almost put this news in here about the scalpers are, like, getting reprimanded. Like, they're not allowed to put their stuff on eBay and whatnot. Good. Apparently, there was a group of scalpers that had more PS5s than retailers. Yeah, I think... Uh... I think they refused to ship out a lot of their orders. They canceled a lot of them, too, yeah. which is great. I love that. Yes. I hate resellers. I hate scalpers. They ruin everything. The worst people. Yeah, yeah. not not really a bad look. Really is a bad look. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Well, I'm Ben Moon, and I'm actually an updated version of Ben Moon, and I look like Breath of the Wild. Happy Trailsers. And I'm Nick Kelly, and you should not play me in VR. I am too scary in VR. Happy Trailsers. We, we do not we do not condone nor accept the existence of our megadon it's not approved <laughs>